0: Morning, afternoon, or evening, welcome to I'm Talkin' Waffles, I'm your host, Ileana. So I apologize, there was no episode last week, that was because I went to a wedding and then I just didn't have the time to record because I was at a wedding, but that's going to be a YouTube video on Thursday, so feel free to check that out, me at the wedding, because I was a wedding guest. For this week's episode, I wanted to talk about and pretty much review Atomic Habits by James Clear so without further ado let's just jump right into that atomic habits is essentially a self-help personal development book that offers a framework for improving yourself every single day james clear is one of the world's leading experts on habit formation and this book really talks about like practical strategies that are going to teach you like how to form good habits how to break bad ones and basically how you can master certain behaviors that will basically lead into some really great outcomes so yeah I'm gonna read a quick synopsis of what the book says and it basically starts off by saying if you're having trouble changing your habits the problem isn't you the problem is your system bad habits repeat themselves again and again not because you don't want to change but because you have the wrong system for change you do not rise to the level of your goals you fall to the level of your systems Here, you'll get a proven system that can take you to new heights. So this book really, really focuses on four main, I suppose, strategies. Um, The first one about how to make time for new habits. The second one, like how to overcome a lack of motivation and willpower. Number three, like how to design your environment to make success easier. And number four, how to get back on track when you fall off course. So starting off, I wanna talk about how the book is written because this book is written really, really well. And I think that that is definitely something notable to start off with. Every single chapter starts off in a story-like format that is usually about a famous person or some sports player or somebody, even like the guy's wife, like the author's wife, um, and a story about her. And I think that that's a really good storytelling method because so many of these like, self-help productivity business oriented books are so dry and boring so this one definitely has a spark of imagination to it so for example on page 183 you can literally flip to any chapter of this book and they all start off very similarly here's an example in the late 1990s a public health worker named stephen luby left his hometown of omaha nebraska and brought a one-way ticket to Karachi, pakistan Karachi was one of the most populous cities in the world. By 1998, over nine million people called it home. It was the economic center of Pakistan and transportation hub with some of the most active airports and seaports in the region. In the commercial parts of town, you could find all of the standard urban amenities and bustling downtown streets. But Karachi was one of the least livable cities in the world. Over 60% of Karachi's residents lived in squatter settlements and slums. These densely packed neighborhoods were filled with makeshift houses cobbled together from old boards, cinder blocks, and other discarded materials. There was no waste removal system, no electricity grid, no clean water supply. When dry, the streets were a combination of dust and trash. When wet, they became a muddy pit of sewage. Mosquito colonies thrived in pools of stagnant water and children played among the garbage. The unsanitary conditions led to widespread illness and disease. So essentially, you can kind of really picture what happens. And so the rest of this chapter basically talks about the importance of behavior change and how it ties into that story that the author represents at the beginning. So this one was actually one that I think about all the time because they basically talked about everybody is aware, like the importance of washing your hands and stuff, but they didn't enjoy it. It wasn't satisfying. And so this part of the chapter basically talks about how... If something, if the experience is satisfying, you're more likely to repeat the behavior. So the way that they were able to help and reduce the illness and deaths and disease in Karachi was by introducing this like really nice, good smelling soap that foamed. And that way more people were enjoying it because it smelled good, it was foamy and it felt good on your hands. And that decreased a lot of the illness and disease all because it was just a more satisfying experience. And to be honest, I buy Bath & Body Works soap because it's more satisfying than like the generic, no-name soap because it doesn't foam up, it doesn't smell as good. Bath & Body Works is more satisfying, so I'm more likely to clean my hands because it's satisfying. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting that really stuck with me. And I think about this chapter every single time I wash my hands. But yeah, I really just wanted to paint a picture so you can understand the way that it's written because I think it's done in such a beautiful way. And I love being able to imagine because, like, when I explain that chapter to you, you can already see like you're like, oh, like this sounds nice, but then you're like, oh wait, I'm picturing garbage and sewage and mosquitoes and like all of this. So those tiny details, mm, I love it. I, I love this guy's writing. So aside from the writing, let's also talk about what did I learn from this book. And I would say that I learned a lot. There are some things that I was already aware of, but not aware of why I did it if that makes sense so there is a topic in this book that focuses on basically setting up your environment for success and so he gave examples of like oh like if you want to go to the gym the next morning set out your gym clothes that way you see it and you're like basically already convincing yourself that you're going to be going to the gym the next day and that's actually something I've been doing for like a really long time but I didn't understand like why it worked. I didn't think about that. I just put my gym clothes out the next day that way when I wake up I wouldn't be like running around and trying to find everything and then get dressed and go to the gym and then have limited time at the gym because I have to go to work and like all of that. So that was really interesting. So another example is like if you're trying to eat healthier put apples and stuff like on your kitchen table instead of like a cookie jar or something and that's going to kind of help you eat better if that's like what your goal is which is also tied into something that I thought was really fascinating which is basically how visual humans are and so if you see something you're like oh like for instance the apples you're like oh I see an apple I'm gonna go eat that apple because if you think about it that part of your fridge where it's like a little drawer how often does that stuff go bad for you because for me it always goes bad and that's because I don't see it. And so the opposite is if you're trying to break a bad habit like maybe you have a big bowl of chips in your living room on your table all the time and that's going to make you eat a bunch of chips what you can do is put them out of sight out of mind and that way you just you won't remember that they're there and you'll only get it if you really want it instead of it just being there for like it's easy you can just grab it so I thought that was really interesting as well so that was really cool. Another important thing I wanted to note and basically talk about was really within the first kind of law, so it's like broken up into different laws, like laws of behavior change and like all that, but the author basically talked about how when you're doing something that you've always done, you don't really stop to question that, like if it's the right thing to do or not. For instance, like you wake up and you turn off your alarm and you go to the bathroom, you check your phone you do all this stuff, you don't think about it. You don't think about it. You don't ask yourself like, is this a good habit? Is this a bad habit? Because perhaps you wake up, you check your phone, you turn off your alarm, you check your phone, you go to the bathroom, you check your phone. You can kind of see that it's probably not the best to check your phone that much if that's like your goal to like reduce your screen time and stuff. So really it becomes so automatic that it's ingrained in your system that you don't even think about it. It's as the same as like, turn off the lights or go go into the bathroom, you don't really think about it. And the same like you go to the bathroom and you wash your hands, you dry your hands, it's all automatic. So there's this really cool thing that I really liked about it called habit stacking, which is essentially you take already built habits and you stack on top of them. And so this is one I've actually been trying out and it really works because I always forget to clean my sink. And so every single morning I make coffee And so what I've done is I've actually stacked, cleaned the sink after I make coffee. So I make coffee and then when I take the filter of like the coffee out, I throw it in the garbage and then I've added clean the sink. And cleaning the sink is like such a fast like thin to do which builds into another part that they talk about in this book that the two minute rule if it takes like two minutes then you're more likely to do it because it doesn't take up as much time and then you can eventually build more onto it there is a story that the author talked about where one of his friends or his colleagues or somebody along those lines was trying to become more fit and so what they would do is they go to the gym for two minutes every single day and that was it they go to the gym two minutes leave the next day Go to the gym two minutes leave and the reason that this worked so well is because he's building the habit and it also ties into this other thing that's covered in the book about your identity because you want to be people basically they have their own identities right and to build habits you're basically affirming your own identity on that so if i write a page a day I can consider myself a writer or an author or anything like that. And so someone who wants to be fit or someone who wants to be healthy, they go to the gym to kind of build up that, yeah, I'm somebody who goes to the gym and I work on myself kind of thing. And so they start by building that habit by only incorporating two minutes a day. And then eventually it's like, you know, I'm here every single day. Maybe I should be here for five minutes. And then that becomes 10 minutes and like 12 minutes. And then eventually you become so consistent that that habit has already been built and i thought that was really fascinating and it's how i actually started flossing more often although that was i I did this before i read the book but now like the book is really good in understanding why you do things because it has a lot of like psychological like studies and stuff related to it which is pretty cool but not in an overwhelming way but i remember there are some times where i'm like i don't want to brush my teeth like it's too much effort so i would tell myself okay you can just floss and that's it but then, like I'm flossing, I'm like, well, I've already flossed, so I guess I'll brush my teeth. And I'm like, well, I already brushed my teeth and floss. I guess I'll do some mouthwash. And even though I know that that's going to happen too, I'm like, oh, I know that I'm just going to say I'm going to floss, but I'm going to do the whole thing. For some reason, just thinking, oh, I'm going to go floss, even if I know the outcome of I'm going to do the whole thing, it works. And I can't explain why. So James Clear, if you're listening to this, please let me know why why that works because I don't understand why that works but it works. Another part on page 143 that I thought was really really fascinating was this line. Motion makes you feel like you're getting things done but really you're just preparing to get things done and honestly this kind of kind of hit me in the face because he gave the example of like I brainstormed some ideas for a book that I want to write. This is coming together. Or I've got conversations going with four potential clients right now. This is good. We're moving in the right direction. And the reason that that kind of stood out to me is that I have found myself definitely thinking about that. Like things are in motion. So I believe like, oh, I'm getting all this stuff done. But then the reality is like, I haven't made progress on like my novel or anything like that. And so like I spend a lot of time planning, but then I'm not actually producing a result in terms of like, whatever habits it is that I want to be building and so it talks about how motion that's what motion's about but action is basically the behavior that's going to deliver the outcome and the psychological part of it is basically the reason people do motion is because it feels better than doing the action because people don't want to be judged for failure and so that's why they do the motion because they essentially want to delay failure and I thought that was really really interesting. And then on page 233 when it basically talks about the Goldilocks rule, which is as quoted, the Goldilocks rule states the human experience peak motivation when working on tasks that are right on the edge of their current abilities, not too hard, not too easy, just right. So, I really like that because eventually when you get so familiar with habits and stuff, you kind of go into like an automatic robot mode and this is actually related to a book that i'm reading right now called do more great work where you kind of go into like autopilot and then but if you go into something that's like not too easy not too hard like just right which is like this goldilocks rule you're going to be producing the best work that you ever have produced so that's how it's related to like the other book i don't want that to be confusing but and it talks about how improvement requires a delicate balance So you basically need to make sure that you're looking for new challenges that push you to the edge will continue to make enough progress that's gonna keep you motivated. And I can see that definitely in my own work because my boss is really good at being like, oh, cool, like you've made a lot of progress on this. So here are a bunch of new cool challenging things that are gonna like put you in that super excited, like challenge and zone. And I love that. And that relates definitely to basically how to stay more motivated in your life and in your work. And then I'm going to add one more kind of learning from this book and that's from this quote. At some point, it comes down to who can handle the boredom of training every day, doing the same lifts over and over. The greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. The only way to be excellent is to be endlessly fascinated by doing the same thing over and over. You have to fall in love with boredom. When I think about this chapter and kind of reflect on the quotes that I pulled out, it really makes me think about really understanding like what's important to you and sticking through like the boring times and like the tough times and the fun times and all of that because not everything is going to be fun every single time and so just working through that is going to help you basically succeed where somebody who's like oh I'm bored they give up they're losing the potential of like something great that could have happened and so I thought that was really cool and in terms of like motivation and self-motivation. So yeah, those are basically my thoughts on the book. I thought it was really well written. I really liked that it cited a lot of like studies and like psych, like psychology thinnema bobbers like throughout because it really just strengthened the argument and really built the trust with me as the reader. And yeah, it was really good. It's not a long book either. It's, it's like 200 and something pages. So if you're looking for A book that's not boring and is actually practical and stuff that you could start applying today I would highly recommend it not sponsored of course I'm just talking about a book that I really enjoyed and so yeah shout out to Papa for gifting me this book it was really good and yeah please please send me more Papa books basically my dad who I just who I call Papa he always has these like Papa books and they're just really good so this is a papa book recommendation he had also recommended for me to read a mind for numbers seven habits of highly effective people how to win friends and influence people among others and a lot of the books i don't think i've ever had a papa book that i don't enjoy or learn from so get yourself a papa book and you you wouldn't be you won't be disappointed so now that we talked about all the positives of the book and the good writing and all that are there any negatives and I would say probably not like it does talk about sports a lot and I'm not too familiar with sports but it did it in a way that made it easy to understand the point that like was trying to be put across so yeah I don't think I really have any complaints about the book I think that honestly I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would and I'm actually going to be gifting it to somebody who I think would also really enjoy the book it was really good I really really like this book this in my opinion is up there with how to win friends and influence people and how to win friends and influence people has been like one of my top books for years so the fact that this one made its way up there and I read a lot of books I think I've read over 40 books this like so far from January to September so yeah the fact that this one has gotten so high up really says something knowing that well now if you this is the first time you're listening or something but I'm a very very avid reader And I loved this book. I would give it five stars. This book was amazing. And I'm already applying stuff that I learned from it. So yeah, if you think that this book would benefit you or it sounds interesting, even in the slightest, I highly recommend that you pick up your copy of Atomic Habits by James Clear. You won't regret it. It's an enjoyable book and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. So with that, we're going to jump to everybody's favorite part of the show. That's right it's the fun fact of the day. So today's fun fact is the smell of books many readers find intoxicating and this is because the smell of a book is caused by a chemical breakdown of compounds within the paper. With aging the smell of the paper changes. Bibliosema is basically a word meaning that somebody who enjoys the smell of books and so people who really really like the smell of books are going to tell you that the older the book is, the better it smells. And honestly, I agree with that. Books smell so good to me. It's delicious. So with that, I'm going to bid you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your reading endeavors. I hope that you found this review useful and I hope that you learned something. And if the book sounds like something you'd enjoy, Definitely recommend you pick it up and I'd love to hear about what you think of it. And with that, I will see you next Monday.